Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me, Bark. To my left is Arms. Good evening. And to my right is Nick. Good morning, maybe. Just ready to roll this thing out, baby. It's another IDP episode. It is. It's more IDP for free to you. No charge. It's uh, IDP guys that we left out of the last episode, actually. All my loves are in this episode. There's a lot of loving going on here. A lot of IDP love. A lot of guys that... We didn't, uh, you know, we, we don't like to project silliness. Like a guy that we love that is not in anyone's top 10 anywhere across fantasy land, we're not going to put him in there just because we love him. We don't play main crush in our rankings. We're going to give you some info and some reasoning behind these guys. Absolutely, because we do play man love in our guys that got left out episodes. So we're going to kick it right off. Actually, no, we're not. You know what? We, we recorded an episode not that long ago. And we jumped right into it, and I and I gotta I gotta slow myself down a little bit. Slow, slow your roll. I gotta slow myself down a little slow bit. Slow your roll. First thing I want to say real quickly, and this is silly, and I if you guys aren't into it, I apologize. Eminem dropped an album out of nowhere on uh, Friday, August thirty first, just a, just a handful of days ago. Dropped it out of nowhere. No one knew it was coming, and it is straight fire. Dude, I didn't catch it. Is, um, it. is it good stuff, though? It is. You going to plug some M&M right now? It's amazing. I guess I'll have to look that up. It's amazing. LeBron James is already rapping to it on his Instagram. You know, he got the, a pre-release. You know that. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. There's actually a big rumor going on, like, how long has LeBron James had, had this album? But I just wanted to throw that out there. Great album. Eminem is back. He's back. I'm serious. Listen to the album. He's back. Dude's blazing on this one. Yeah, I, I you're saying I can guess who's back and <laughs> back po- again, possibly back again. It's it's Shady's yeah, Marshall, back. Marshall Mathers. He's tell uh, your friends. Shady's back. Uh, tell a friend. Dude, hey, college football yes, starts. Who's back. Yes, who's back. Sorry, sorry. I've yeah, honestly, I've created grew, a monster. I grew up with Eminem. It, it, one of my one of my favorite rappers of all time. Probably, legitimately behind only Tupac. Only Tupac? Yeah. All right. uh, I mean, come on, man. I don't know if I, I I don't put him behind anybody. To me, he's the guy. I don't know. Just I like to talk about volume in fantasy football. The volume of content that Eminem has put out, both. By himself and featured on other, I'm. Um, he's been featured on everybody's tracks. I mean, he he's relevant with Drake on a lot of tracks early in his career. Tupac had a smoothness and a way in his voice that made him one of the greatest of all time, and his lyrics were fantastic. But I've never heard anyone string together the kind of stuff that M has strung together. Here's my thing: Tupac rapped for something. Eminem will write a song about goofy shit. Oh, but yeah. he'll also write something real serious. Man. No, I, I, I'm seriously. You're right. You're right. But Tupac like had a, a. It felt like a reason, you know, whether it was a political reason or you know a movement that he had behind everything. I everything you. that kind of flowed out of his his larynx. Tupac was trying to change the world. Yes. and Eminem wants to piss the world off. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. 
But man, he does a good job ticking them off. Oh, he, like I said, he's in my book probably second behind only Pac, and, and Pac had such a, a short run relative he, he to his did. talent. I, I threw, I, I cut him a little short, saying that uh, Eminem had all the volume. I mean, obviously, Tupac didn't have the chance to True. put out what what Eminem has has done. And and, I mean, very prolific in his time. I, I will say the last song that he did was epic. The one on the Chappelle show where he's like, "Stop hitting the table." <laughs> <laughs> CD might skip, might skip. Dude, that's, that's a great that song. Is, that is a great that's song. A great song by Tupac. Absolutely, it's just one of the best <laughs> Tupac songs I've ever heard. You have the most random stuff that I've abs- actually heard of. <laughs> I, I I love your the source of knowledge. That How you much bring. TV do you watch? I haven't watched Chappelle show in quite some time. But uh, I did happen to catch the World Series of Dice 2013 with Ashy Larry the other day. You guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a great one. Such a good skit. You see, that's a smart move because he aimed below the waist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Avoiding a, vol- a manslaughter charge. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, we ready to hop into this? I don't know. Is there any more any more topics just in the world lately? Anybody anything grinding you guys' gears? I want to talk about college football so bad, but uh, this NFL. Hey, I, will, I, will, I won't jump into it, baby. I will say, I watched. I believe it was the first game broadcast. Uh, Northwestern and who was it? Minnesota? No, Northwestern. Somebody else. Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Somebody, wait, somebody wait, else, somebody else irrelevant. You know. Anyway, the Northwestern running backs looked good. Yeah. They did look at Now, maybe it's because they're playing Purdue. Maybe it's because I haven't watched football in, you know, what, six Seven months. months yeah. It's been a little bit too long. But, man, I mean, the Larkin kid, the uh, – I can't remember his last name. It's like De- Devot or something like that. I can't remember his name. But both of them look solid. Um, it's it's just good to have football back. Yeah, and going with Northwestern, I mean, you could write them down for a six and six season this year. Absolutely, as they do every year. How about I uh, let Let's go through some quick snippets Snips. because we are currently at the end of preseason. We're in between preseason and game one. Obviously, we're going to bring you an episode before game one with our game one picks, our uh, our starts, our sits. All that good stuff. But real quickly, I want to run through some news and notes in the league. First, the trade market for Raiders defensive end Khalil Mack has reportedly become robust over the past 24 hours. I guess teams are hopping on board and starting to make offers. That's some news. They're never going to get the value required. They're not going to get the value because, I mean, they're demanding two first-rounders for essentially, a de- well, a defensive end. Now, he's a perennial candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. But then again, I mean, you're giving up two firsts. You know, to me, it breaks my heart because when Khalil Mack, his first few years in the league, you're looking at him like, this is a Raider. This is a lifetime Raider. I could see him being, you know, just never leaving the silver and black in now it's looking like it's going to happen, and it's not so much on him. I mean, he—I think he truly wants to be there. He wants to be a gru- on this this Gruden resurgence, but it, it's the ownership that isn't going to pay him truly what he's worth. I mean, you saw Aaron Donald's contract. I think he's demanding a little bit more than Donald, but pay the man, pay the man a little bit more than Donald. Uh, you're getting this 
they're both perennial defensive players of year wreckers on on the line Khalil Mack just puts up more stats pay him a little bit more money Khalil Mack's in the grand scheme of things he's more of he's more versatile than Donald absolutely well Donald's versatile within the line within the line Mack is versatile off of the line into coverage as an outside linebacker they both have versatility it's just in different places they're both defensive ends one goes inside the other goes out i mean the biggest the closest comp you've got to mac right now in leagues von miller you know i mean that that guy who can pretty much you know oh i can cover fast enough have the agility to cover a running back coming out of the backfield and i can also get around you know uh all pro offensive tackle and get a sack he reminds me a lot of elvis doomerville a guy who just retired sadly when elvis doomerville was in his prime he wreaked havoc except khalil max just a, a better i was gonna say excuse he's me? a better he's a excuse better me? elvis doomerville elvis he, doomerville he, was a dude man he got to the quarterback consistently often and could drop into coverage and, and, and guard tight ends now i will give it khalil max some high praise here um and i i'm probably gonna get some backlash it's like a young Lawrence Taylor. Immediate backlash. A young Lawrence Taylor because he it does he have the stats to back up what Lawrence Taylor did of his career? Absolutely not. He also doesn't have the coke habit that we're aware of that Lawrence, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor had over his career. But, you know, he, he does have the ability. He's got the talent. I, I think he could reach that, you know, he, he's, he's got Hall of Fame talent. There's yeah, no doubt about it. He I, has Hall of Fame talent. And I, I just want to see him stay in the silver and black. You want to hear the rumor, Mel? the man. You want to hear the rumored team I think that's that has you, the most interest? The Browns. Yep. Cleveland. Cleveland Rocks. They have the draft capital. Let me guess. Still. They're going to trade a uh, number 22 pick that they've requ- acquired in Hard the draft. Hard to tell. Also in the rumor mill, uh, Buck's coach came out and said that Jameis Winston is not guaranteed his starting job when coming back off suspension. Hashtag lies. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Ryan Griffin, don't look bad in the preseason, but... Tidbit number three, teams reportedly reaching out to Baltimore about Robert Griffin. RG3. Teams might want to acquire RG3. Kind of crazy. It's Who? confusing. Who? The, I don't know yet. The, we don't know The yet. Saskatchewan Rough Riders? The thing with I'm RG3. I'm a Rough Rider. You ain't going to with me. RG3 has talent. I mean, he, he does. He, he does. He's a, he could be a good backup. He and, could end and, up being a him. he could end up being a late bloomer a la Rich Gannon in his career. You never know. There, the, more than anything, he's if he can be fully healthy, he is he he's about 80% of what Michael Vick was talent-wise. Oof, I don't know about that. But I, 80%, I get what you're saying. I mean, come on now. I'm not saying he's 95% of what Michael Vick was. He might be a slightly better he can't. passer. Yeah, I will say that. With lesser legs. I, I like yeah. 80%. Durability is the issue. Obviously. True. Michael Vick was banged up every year. Last tidbit before we move every to our IDP. Year, really. uh, looks like Chase Litton might have won the number three job in Kansas City. Our boy, Chase Litton, out of Marshall. Dude, I'm glad. glad. I, he's he's looked really commanding of the second and third string offense in preseason. So he, I'm he, happy he, for Chase. He needs to be the number two. Just, Chad, Chad Henney's there. Chad Henney will be the two for a year. Give give uh, Litton another year to develop to move into the two. We know what Chad Henney is, though. Yeah, I know, but, so, you know, it, Chase Litton, let's be realistic. We love Litton. He is an undrafted free agent. Give him another year. He'll have that number two job. He needs to be the number two now. Just my opinion. And with, as we've said it before, with uh, Mahomes, one of the best quarterback whispers in the league. 
The best. Uh, not one of them. The best. But we're not here to talk about backup quarterbacks, right? We're, we'll give them a <laughs> shout out when they come on the show. Like Absolutely. A chase, but it's time to dive. Take a deep dive. Deep dive. Into some deep IDP sleepers, maybe? Not so much sleepers, just guys, guys that, are, that have a chance. Guys we love that we left out of our top tens from, from last week. Guys who have boom potential. Massive potential. You ready for me to kick this thing off? Kick it. Do I always get the honors? Kick it! Because this might... Arms questioned my... Why me and Barker? Because we went... Me and Barker went armsless in an episode of Defensive Ends. He questioned... Couldn't touch any buttons. Like, it was terrible. Yeah, I I couldn't hit any... I must be the wrong one button. (laughs) He questioned why we left this guy out of our top ten defensive ends. And, and uh, valid argument. You're talking but, about Noah Spence? No, I'm talking about J.J. Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt, obviously. I mean, this is this is unquestionable. I, I will give it to arms. Unquestionable is why we left him out, but we defended it with, you have to be healthy. He's had 12 sacks in the last two years. That's why I left him out. But when you're talking about a guy who has all the potential to be a top five guy, to be the number one guy, J.J. Watt. I mean, J.J. Watt coming back, if he can prove that he's healthy, He's going to be a contender for top 10. Easy. Especially with that defense around him with the Jadavion Clowney on the opposite side. With the Bernardrick, Bernardrick McKinney it, it, right behind him. They have weapons on the interior. Zach Cunningham. Weapons in that upper side, the, the front side of the defense. J.J. Watt is no longer going to be one-on-one or, or double-teamed all the time. He's going to be one-on-one, and that's scary. J.J. Watt could have a big year in 2018. And I will agree with you as long as he plays. You know, that, that is a caveat with everyone. The best ability is availability. So I'm going to go a different route when we're talking defensive ends. I'm going to go with a guy who unseated the greatest pass rusher of all time in the record books. Of the University of Tennessee. There we go. The best pass rusher of all time is Reggie White. And who beat his sack record? Come on, Chad. Tell me. It's tell Derek me. Barnett. It's Derek it. Barnett. Coming from a situation of rolling last year, only had five sacks. Only. That's a big Barely set. played. Exactly. Barely played. The guy absolutely barely played. Guess what? Vinny Curry's gone. So he's now the starting defensive end. So I don't care if he's going to draw most of the double teams, which, by the way, he probably won't because he's only a second-year player with only five sacks. They've got a good team all around him. They're going to have plenty, more than most teams in the league, plenty of leads to where the other team's going to be in, you know, in passing mode, and he's going to have plenty of opportunities to get to the quarterback. I see that number going way, way up. I, I can see him getting double-digit sacks this year. My outside-looking-in guy, Derek Barnett, I look for him to have a huge boom year. The big thing about Derek Barnett is all he does is pass the – is Russ the passer? Lane Kiffin, whenever he was with Alabama, just tried to call all game for him to be offside because Derek Barnett puts his hand in the ground with one intention: getting to the quarterback. Now, with having, with I didn't ha- even have to say anything. I just should, should have said Derek Barnett and let Chad go. Yeah, with, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> with having a Brandon Graham opposite of him, a very good defensive end, a top fifteen guy from last year, that helps Derek Barnett. A Brandon Graham can isolate you. You know, set the edge. Derek Barnett could be their immediate rusher, their constant rusher of the quarterback. I think that results in, in double-digit sacks. Maybe not the tackles that you want out of a top-ten guy, but I think he can get to double-digit sacks in year two of his NFL career and start. And go back and watch a Super Bowl 
against the best offense the AFC had to offer. Constant pressure. They only got to Tom Brady the one time when yeah. it mattered, but it was constant pressure. Yeah, That's constant how pressure. they got ahead. And every time Derek Barnett's on the field, he's in the quarterback's face. I'll give you one of mine. Khalil Mack is supposedly on the trading block. Ultimately, don't think it happens. But I would put this guy on my guys I love that we left out, regardless of the Mack situation. But my God, if Mack actually goes elsewhere, this guy jumps up my board quick. And it's Bruce Irvin in Oakland. I thought you were going to go with Arden Key. Bruce Irvin got the DE tag on MyFantasyLeague.com. He is now a defensive end. He scored over 100 points last season as a hybrid rusher. If he is truly going to play defensive end and he's going to stay designated defensive end, he, he's a guy I love that we left out. And and another one, real quick, David Irving, defensive tackle, Dallas Cowboys, talent, crazy amount of talent. He's suspended Good waiver wire pickup. He's a guy that I really like uh, that also could get opportunity and make a big jump this year. Since we're adding a second, I will throw in top 20 performer Cam Hayward. Offense should be better, even with, Good you know, pick. with the addition of James Washington as a wide receiver. So that gives him a little bit more leads. You know, they can't have a lot more leads than what they had last year. Washington. But Washington. I like Cam Hayward to have a similar season to what he had last year. I'm not throwing in a second because I already talked enough about Derek Barnett as my second. Fine, he bro. is my second. Okay, Frank Clark. I'll give you a second. Frank Clark is another guy up in that Seattle. I like up and coming in Seattle. Talent on top of talent. Plus, top opportun- of talent. plus opportunity. Opportunity now. That's a whole new defense. I, I like Frank Clark. That's a guy you can go grab on the cheap or swindle away from another guy that has top 10 potential. Yeah, baby. I think Kiara Mee is going to sack Jimmy Garoppolo plenty of times this year. Man, I wish he'd sack me. Thanks for the lead-in. I'm going to start the linebackers off. <laughs> and the, I'm going to San Francisco, baby. I'm going with Reuben Foster, a guy that we left out. Man, in his half season, he absolutely punished offenses. He had boom games. He had consistent games. He rarely had a dud. He had some games where he got when he got hurt, he came out. But when he was on the field, all he did was get to the ball carrier. Occasionally would wreak havoc rushing the ball, never got to the quarterback. But the guy's a little bit of a, a do-it-all middle linebacker, only 24. You give him 16 games, I expect him to be to be challenging the top 10 in 2018 just based on the small sample size that he gave me in 2017. Got to stay smart. Got to stay away from the concussions. Already had a little, a little concussion scare preseason. But do, Reuben Foster and that Alabama knowledge, that Alabama swagger he he brings and he holds, I expect him to be a do it all Swiss Army knife at, at middle linebacker. Someone they can throw on an inside blitz, but also just eat up ball carriers coming through the line. Smart guy, talented guy. Go get him as your if you get him as your linebacker too. You're going to be well ahead of the competition in IDP. Quick question. Who led the Giants in tackles last year? Landon Collins? Probably. Okay. All right. I thought you'd have an answer to your questions. Who's going to lead him in tackles this year? Alec Ogletree. Right. In 2016, yeah. Alec Ogletree was the number four overall linebacker in points in total fantasy points. Ogletree had 99 tackles in 2016. Now, the emergence of Mark Barron, it drove it down a little bit to uh, 63 tackles last year. He had a, he had a rough year, okay? Uh, he missed one game. Who, who cares, right? It's one single game, right? 
But Ogletree's got the talent. He's going to be, hands down, the best linebacker, in my opinion, in New York. And, uh, and they've uh, needed a good yes. linebacker for like five years. Fifteen they, years, really. Been, I mean, it's been a long time. They've been trying to find an, a, a linebacker with this dude's talent. Yeah, so they, they finally got someone young. He's 26 years old. Ogletree's talented. You know, you, you've got Collins who, who can play and run support, but I think he, Ogletree's going to hurt Collins a little bit because he's going to be able to sniff out the ball you know, get the tackles. And, oh, by the way, that's probably going to be an improved offense. They're going to play with some more leads, and he's going to get a few more opportunities uh, in the pass defense game as well. Hey, uh, I'm, I'll get to my linebackers in a second. But uh, I, f- I forgot something fairly important. You're going to give us a little mid-show snippet? We're, we're going to give uh, we're going to give some mid-show stuff. Guess what, back row listeners? Guess what, back row co-hosts? We hit 5,000 follows on the Twitter tonight. Celebration. I also promised. uh, I was going to drink anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, we're already already a couple sheets to the wind anyways. But I promised most of the, uh, not most, I promised anybody who bothered to reach out and let us know that they followed us and that they were one of the ones that helped get us there. But I told them they'd get a special nickname uh, on the show tonight. So let's run that through before I get to my linebackers real super quick. Uh, we got Steven Rosecrantz. He followed us tonight, helped us get to 5K. Uh, any any nicknames right off the top of your head for uh, Steven Rosecrantz? Stevie Rose? I don't know. I'm, I'm simple. I'm a simple man. That's kind of that's kind of lame. Uh, Arms, you got anything? Lame, but I was going to go with even Steven, which is way worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. You're you're more creative than uh, me. So Steven Rosecrantz, we will go with. Uh, uh, Steven Rosencant or Josh Rosencant. You're I, killing I me. That's terrible. I, I know. I think Stevie Stevie Rose. How about Steven uh, Crescent? Thank you. Uh, sausage egg and cheese croissant. Steven sausage egg and cheese. How about croissant. Steve Rose? You the man. Uh, okay, we'll, uh, we'll that's go probably with the that. best we've come up with so far. Jim Luthy. Jim Luthy on Twitter was one of the guys that helped get us to 5K tonight. Got anything for Luthy? Dude. Jim the Truth Luthy. All right. I like it. Okay. I that, see what you did there. You that, rhymed. That okay. works out. That works out. Then we got... Is that where uh, we're going with this? Are we rhyming? Whatever you want to do. I don't know what I'm doing. We have a guy named Trendo, or female, named Trendo. Trindo, Trindo, anything? Let's I, get this guy Trindo in on Twitter. Trindoin? Trindo, Trindo. No, I don't, dude. I, I'm not that creative. I've told you this. I, I, li- I, li- I lift heavy things and analyze numbers. I don't really know what you want me to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Uh, Give we'll, us one more. That gets we'll we'll just call Trendo. We'll nickname him after the greatest UFC fighter that sucked in the UFC. But was great Trendo on the Slice. Trendo, Trendo Slice. Slice. I like it. Trendo Slice. So we got Trendo Slice. All right. This is. right. I'm trying to hurry through this. Right. We got JJ Wiener. JJ Winner? Wiener? That followed us. We'll just say that JJ's Wiener is dynamite. You guys like that? JJ Big Wiener. There Dino, we go. Dynamite. We got Clem Dalla who followed us to help us get to 5K. Clem Dalla? How about Chlamydia Dalla? I, I don't know. Clem Dalla Dalla Bill, y'all. Chlamydia Dalla? No. <laughs> Chlamydia Dalla. It's Dalla Dalla Bill, y'all. I love this one. A sweaty Kruger helped us get to 5K. That's good enough by itself. It really is. I really can't beat that. We're, we're all sweating with you sweaty Kruger so uh you know we'll give you the nickname Freddy 
Freddy Truther. I don't know. Yeah, Freddy Truther, Sweaty Kruger. You, 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 there you, you go. made a great nickname. Okay. Right. Uh, we got Walter White Copycat that helped us get the 5K. Please His name is Frank Black instead of Walter White. So, Frank Black, I'm going to go with Stank Sack. How about Breaking Good? <laughs> I like Stank Sack myself. I'm so bad We are this. losing these followers yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> stank, stank Sack. All right, B Faz. We got a guy Would named B Faz. Would you get your linebacker? We, I have to. I have to follow protocol. I told these guys there's not many left. B Faz. You got anything? B Faz. Beef. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't see it. I need to see it. Uh, B Faz. Good as a freaking ribeye. I can tell you that much. B Faz. <laughs> we'll just go with B movie. Okay, so Shedrick 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 Anderson. We'll just go with Arn Anderson, the great four horseman. Or Meshack. Meshack. Me, Meshack Pam, Pamberson. There you go. Me, you're Meshack. literally just trying to rhyme their name. Meshack with Pamberson. Some, with words you're making up. I know, it's oh, lame. Yeah. Sandro Skett. We've got a guy named Sandro Skett. 12,500 followers. Skett, Skett, He's Skett. a master's athlete and coach. Oh, Skett, 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 Skett. That's exactly what I thought. We're just going to call you Skett, 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 Skett. So that's your, that's your nickname there. Skett, Skett, Skett. Willem Walinga. Double W, double dub. We'll just call it. We'll just call you W. How about? Vil- I was going to go with uh, what's William W. w. Now what's the Willem Dafoe? How about the Green Goblin? Mm. Okay. Okay, Green Goblin. Last one, guys. Exciting. I saved the best for last. We've got a guy that followed us tonight. He claimed he was one of the last twenty-three to do so, and Rob. I would like to. I would like to either call him Diamond. Or Matchbox. His name is Robert Thomas. I like I like Matchbox. I, I, I <laughs> like a, Matchbox. I'm a big Rob Thomas fan. Robert Thomas, we have dubbed you Matchbox for the show. Mm-hmm. But all serious though, seriousness. If I wanna push you around, well, well I will. Well, well I, will. I will. I just wanted you to know that. We like, want if I wanna push you down. I will. Well, I will. Well, I will. Yeah. Well, I will him Walinga. Well, I will him Walinga. Or, done? or, no, I'm done. Okay, Zach, Thank God. Zach Cunningham. That, that was proof God exists. I have been <laughs> dying to talk about Zach Cunningham. I freaking love Zach Cunningham this season. I don't know if I love any IDP player more at the cost, at the cost that you can get Zach Cunningham I love him. I want him on every single. I, I want him on every single team. I want to send him a Valentine's Day card. That's I want to buy him an Audi with two hundred thousand miles That's on some it. Groundbreaking analysis. I want to hook there, him Mark. up with Kiara Mia. I love Zach Cunningham and Raquan McMillan is a guy I hate to leave out of the top ten as well. He's proven nothing, so there's no way you can add him to the top ten. High five to Nit. But Raquan McMillan is getting a middle linebacker starting job handed to him. In Miami, hand it to him. Here you go, Raekwon. Go out there and show him that Raekwon ain't nothing to f with. I'll add Anthony Hitchens finally moving into a full time role. Nice ad. Uh, I mean, what's not to love? Half basically part time role, filling in for you know the oft injured Sean Lee. Fifty five tackles, twenty nine assists. Make nice him ad. a full time player. Hundred ish tackles. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go over to Oakland. We talked about Oakland a little bit, but I'm I'm gonna go with Tyre Whitehead, a guy not exciting whatsoever, but a guy who's like super cheap, extremely cheap, but he gets stats. I mean that that's what he does. He gets stats. I mean, not gonna wow anybody. You're not gonna win a league with him as your LB one or two. Wow. But if you can round it off real cheap wow. with a Tyre Whitehead on the weak side in Oakland, I mean, if Khalil Max there. He's going to draw a lot of attention from the line. Tyre Whitehead off the weak side should garner a lot of. Ta- he should got a cousin named Garner. He should he should accumulate a lot of tackles in 2018. I like Tyre Whitehead for the price that you pay to get him. Speaking of wow, there is a YouTube video with 10 hours of Owen Wilson saying wow that I stumbled across today. Wow. I only got through eight and a half hours, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm he, impressed. He, do- he doesn't say anything but wow. 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 All right. You ready, ready for me to kick off my, my safeties? Last one. Darius Leonard, Indianapolis. They traded Antonio Morrison to Green Bay. Guys, I can't help it. I love linebackers. Dude, Darius, we, I thought we were going two. I would have went Darius Leonard, too. We can go as many as we want. This is going to be a short show. We're already through defensive ends, and now we're almost finished with linebackers. Why not throw Darius Leonard in there? Point out that Antonio Morrison got traded, and Darius Leonard, like Raquan McMillan, Handed a middle linebacker job. Here you go, Darius. Even if, even go make some if, even tackles. If he's like a weak side linebacker, he's the most talented linebacker on that team. Absolutely, and it's not close. I'll throw you one more. Stunned you didn't bring him up. I thought I really thought you would. Arms. I'm gonna go to to New York. The Jets They've got a third year linebacker in Deron Lee, one of the faster Ew. linebackers. One of the faster linbackers. You're in the kidding? League. No, no. The guy the guy accumulated some stats last year. He's gonna be on the more. field a ton. But you can't first rounder because he has athleticism. Can he figure it out? Can he figure out the reads in the NFL? I hope so. Duran Lee, if he figures it out, is going to be a big time producer on a bad New York Jets team that's going to be on the field a ton. I, got, I mean, I, since we're doing it, since we're adding a third one, why not throw in Nick Kwiatkowski in Chicago? Because he's not going to see the field. He's projected as a starter right now. No, I have not seen that. I looked through our lads on every single team today. Let's let's go uh, right there's our lads. He's projected as a starter where, right where, now. Where where on the weak side? Literally right there, right right there as left inside linebacker. First time I've seen it. Uh, he's been, he's been there for about three weeks. I, I pro- if you're going to ask my projection, I'm going to say Roquan pushes out uh, Danny Trevathan. Kwiatkowski ends up the beneficiary of everyone having to account for Roquan. Trevithan slides over. Kwiatkowski sits on the bench. Sorry, I'm adding another one. You said Deron Lee. What I'm going to counter you with Avery Williamson. Avery Williamson's the linebacker to own in New York. Are we going to talk about Demario Davison now? I mean, now that we've got linebackers switching places that are successful, New Orleans starting middle linebacker. All right, sorry. Let's let's move He's on. The top ten. Guys. Let's move on. Last sorry, season. sorry, sorry. That new Eminem Defen- al- defensive, new Eminem album. Defen- defensive backs. All right, you got me going. All right. Uh, if you strategy, take mine, I will punch you in the face. My strategy. D- I have one. My strategy <laughs> DB wise is, is is get a strong safety. I want consistency. I want guys who are going to get tackles, who can also run into an interception, who can run into some passes defense, and that a, a young guy that that is a guy to own who who played well in the first half of the season is Jaquiski Tart in San Francisco. He was a top 15 safety, a top 15 DB through the first third of the season. Got hurt. 
San Francisco's already moved on from Eric Reed. He's still sitting in free agency because they're committed to Juquisky Tart at this at this strong uh, strong safety position. He's a guy to go out and get, and he can easily be a, a, a DB one finishing the season. I think his floor is DB two. Really cheap young guy who hasn't done a lot because he hasn't had the opportunity due to Eric Reed being there his rookie season. He overtook Reed for the starting position and got hurt last year. He's a young guy, a second-round draft pick. They they talk about Kyle Shanahan regime. They trust him. He's their starting safety in San Francisco. Go out and get him. Going to accumulate a ton of tackles. I'm going to add six more linebackers. Oh, I hate you. Just kidding. I'm going to add a guy who got hurt early last year. Has probably top five ball skills out of all defensive backs in the league. Uh, we in, talking Kiramia ball skills or football ball skills? Football okay. ball skills. All right. Now we can really—he was a rookie last year, so we really got to go back to college to go down and break down the stats. His senior year, he had 84 total tackles, seven interceptions. Now you can say, well, that sounds ridiculous. There's no way he's going to do that. But in just a few games played, I want to say he played six games in uh, 2018, 17, 18 season. He had three interceptions, 22 tackles. Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker has elite ball skills. He has a, a great knack for being able to read the quarterback and know where it's going, get up, and the guy, he has, and obviously he's not playing offense, otherwise, you know, he'd be the Odell Beckham, but he's got that one-hand catch ability that not a lot of defensive backs really have anymore. Most of them are the hitters or, you know, they've it hits them and they're not, they're not you know, taken to the house. The guy in college had three touchdowns defensively three freaking basically they were interception returns for touchdowns in college in one season that's flukish but you've seen if you if you watched ohio state in 2016 you just saw over and over again they people avoided him whenever they tried him they failed he intercepted the ball sometimes take it back to the house he's a scary good talent the only question is is indianapolis going to have enough talent on offense to really make the other team have to pass and my big thing, this this kind of shows the strategy of DBs. I, I'm more of a consistent guy with a Malik Hooker. You're not, you're never going to get consistency out of Malik Hooker. I, you're hoping he gets an interception. A five interception year is good, but he does have boom potential. He can get that interception. He could take it to the house, as you said. But the problem is, he's not going to be around the ball. He's their deep safety. They have a a Clayton Gathers projected at, at strong safety, and. I to me, I'm going for consistency. I want five tackles a game or more out of my out of my DBs, and you're not going to get that out of Malik Hooker. You're going to get an assist and a tackle and hope for an interception. That's my problem with Malik Hooker. I think he'll be three or four tackles a game and a few pass defenses. All right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a couple. I got one more for you. Well, you can have as many as you want. My first one, clearly based on Berker's freaking linebackers. Let me add a couple more linebackers here. <laughs> Just kidding. So, so listen, we we talked about Jamal Adams being one of our guys in the top ten on the last uh, on the last episode. Consensus top ten. Consensus top ten. I think we forgot about a guy in New York, and he's another rookie by the name of Marcus May, who absolutely had a fantastic rookie season, one tackle shy of eighty total tackles. And if you project any kind of a jump due to growth in the system and just being an NFL player in year two, I think you could project a possible 100 total tackles out of Marcus May. 
It's it's not a stretch. It's 21 more tackles. It's roughly 1.3 more tackles per game. An extra tackle. All he needs is an extra tackle a game. Tackle and assist. Tackle and assist. That's all he needs. He's a guy that could be a great value that we've already forgotten about, along with another guy in his second year as a rookie that will not sound exciting when this rolls off the old tongue. Not going to sound as good as Eminem spitting some fire, but check it, check it, check it, Jabril Peppers. Jabril? Worst rap job ever. Jabril actually put up over 80 total fantasy points. He had multiple games, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games of seven points or more. That's kind of what we look for in a rookie. Somebody to give you seven to ten. Jabril Peppers, seven or more, in over half the games he played. He missed three, by the way. He's a special talent athletically. Absolutely. He could grow into a role as somebody who could take one to the house if he could start picking the ball off take to the house. But last year, 90% of those 80 points in his rookie season came from tackles. So we're not talking big play boom or bust. We're talking a guy that showed he could make some tackles in his first season. I would never put him in my top 10, but I will project him as a guy that you could pick up cheap, and it would not be a bad move by any means because Jabril Peppers has all the talent in the world. He just needs somebody to mold him into into the player that he should be. I'm not sleeping on Jabril Peppers. To me, he's the perfect fourth or fifth defensive back if you're in a league that can roster that many folks. Obviously, you know, we, we play big IDP, so we got three starters on the back end. We got three defensive backs starting every week. You need four four on your roster. Four on your roster at least, and that's kind of risky. And Jabril Peppers is my four four or five guy if I can get him cheap. I, I like Peppers. I think he could take a big leap. All right. I'm going to give you another guy that I've loved, I've owned over the last couple years, and, and it's going to San Diego. Josh LA. Johnson? My bad. Oh, I'm sorry. L.A. Chargers. My bad. Uh, w- all the talks about Derwin James over there. Derwin James, elite ball skills. Arms talked about with Malia Cooker. Mia, Derw- Mia, Mia, you know, Jimmy G's girl's ball skills or football ball skills? Football. Okay. Football. Derwin James has all the ball f- skills to cover a half a field, cover more than a half of the field as a deep save- safety. He's going to allow Jalil die, a high tackle producer guy, to play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. Not possibly come down to the box every now and again. He's a guy who's going to give you five tackles a game, couple assists, and end up with a couple pass deflections. He even ends up with threatening sacks out of out of the strong safety position. I think the the addition of Derwin James allows the Chargers to play Jalil Adai more in a linebacker role at times, and that is huge in IDP, huge for tackle stats. I love Jalil Adai. He's been a top 15 guy for a while. And this is the year that he takes it to another level. All right, Arms, who, who you got? Who, do, who did you uh, cry about that got left out? Who'd you go to had nightmares that night? The huh? most, the, wow. the, the pariah of the playoffs. The guy who has, Barker says, there was a uh, uh, play played to the music of Titanic that just made me believe Stefan Diggs is going to be the next big thing. I know where you're going now. Okay. It's Marcus Williams. The guy was a rookie last year. Love it. Okay. Marcus Williams, he finished 42nd overall in scoring. But what did he do? He had 59 tackles and 14 assists. 
that's pretty darn good. He also had four interceptions and seven pass deflections as a rookie in a part-time role that he's only going to get better. Okay, we see this with safeties year in year out. They they develop over time. It's not like you know you show up, you're a safety, and you're elite or you're not. The guy at 59 tackles as a rookie. I'm confident in a full time role this year, he's going to get up to that 75 80 number and really get closer to that top 10. I I'd like his upside to uh, to break into the top 10 possibly this year. And oh by the way, everyone's going to forget about him. True. Why? Because he got burnt by Stephon Diggs on a bad play. Misplayed it. I mean, yeah, he, he it, wasn't necessarily out of position. He just made a, made a bad play on the ball. Yeah, I mean, but if you look at everything else he did for the year, a lot to like. They let Von Bell walk for a reason. Uh, that reason is Marcus Williams. Exactly. I, I, I That touches my heart. I like Marcus Williams. I felt bad for him that night. I did too. Like, yeah, I mean, truly heartbreaking for Saints fan and for him. You know, he didn't want to do that. No, I mean, it, it obviously misplayed, but off of a really honestly, a, call it what it is. It's a great rookie season for safety. Every DB misplays one ball season at least. I mean, yeah, he plenty. just he his just, just happened to be in the last play of a playoff game. Spotlight right on him. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is what it is. Keep your head up, kid. You it's know, really keep your head up. Make the tackle. No. Oh, I'd like to add something that oh, everyone Jesus is another linebacker. No, okay, chill. The roids, come on. I don't, I don't do roids. I have hemorrhoids, but I don't <laughs> use steroids. So, so uh, I wanted to give everyone that listens to us an opportunity to use this if you want to in your league. We have dubbed, or I have dubbed, and I think everyone's on board with me. Your uh, trade in box, whether it be on whatever site you use, or we use myfantasyleague.com. The trade-in box is now referred to as your trade canal. Yeah, fill up your trade canal. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta ask your league mates to fill up your trade canal. Slide in to your trade canal, so to speak, and and leave some trades behind. Why are you making it so sexual again? Canals were a useful source of transportation at one point. You yeah. can you can take things across a canal. To another place, much like, like diesel in, trucks, eighteen wheelers do now. Well, sadly, making it sexual. The Panama Canal was created to keep from literally sailing around South America. Sadly, my canal stops at some point, <laughs> and it's usually when it's full of trade offers. You want your canal? It gets clogged up. There's nothing else can fit in my trade canal if you fill it with offers. So ask your league mates to fill your trade canal with offers. You never know you might get a winner in there. Yeah, well, I mean we're we're days away from the regular season. It is now the time to ask somebody to shove something in your trade My canal. God, please stop this. <laughs> Just want to inform everybody about it. All right, anyways, I digress. Let's uh we're going to do a little quick segment before we sign off because it is that time fantasy drafts are happening let's talk a little draft strategy arms we got we got for the listeners on draft strategy all right it's 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 quite simple guys everyone knows running backs pretty top heavy right the, right the the top 10 are pretty firmly in the top 10 the top five are definitely the top five if you can get a good running back right off the gate that's what you need to do after that, you really need to go best player available. 
leaving quarterback out of it. Look at your entire look, look at however whatever size your league is, okay? So if you're look if you got a 10 team league, 12 team league, is the first quarterback that much better than the 12th quarterback? New. No. Really, it's typically not. I mean, is Russell Wilson, he was typically the number one quarterback in most formats last year. He wasn't the year before. And the difference between him and 10 is not astronomical. You need to wait on quarterback. Not insurmountable from a fantasy point per week basis. Correct. The The difference you're going to make up by having, you know, a really solid running back core, a really solid receiving core, is far bigger than the difference between the first or the best quarterback and the 12th quarterback. Or the 16th quarterback, even. Quarterback is exceptionally deep. This is a passing league. Like my trade canal. Like Barker's trade canal, as he says. This is a passing league. Most quarterbacks are putting up big stats. Fill your roster with elite players and wait on your quarterback. That That's my number one uh, draft strategy advice. You should be maybe not the last person to take quarterback, but you need to be in the bottom five. I'll go ahead and echo that. I mean, I think that's kind of a common theme. It's so tempting to take an Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it really is a Russell Wilson. It is tempting. But I'll give you a little perfect example. I drafted a 10-man, 10 10-team 10 league two nights ago. I said, I am going to be the last person to draft a quarterback. I filled out my roster running back, wide receiver. There was another person in there doing the same strategy. I just kept turning it over, turning the roster over, going depth in, at running back depth at wide receiver i ended up with mark ingram as a as a flex guy i ended up with mark ingram i know he's not going to play the first four games but he's a relevant running back and i ended up at quarterback with the number three fantasy finisher uh, excuse me the number four fantasy finisher in a lot of formats last year and matthew stafford a guy that goes unnoticed in a lot of leagues matthew you can end up with a matthew stafford a philip rivers even a matt ryan on an off year you can end up with a very good quarterback, a relevant name, a relevant stat guy, as taking him as the 10th, 11th, 12th quarterback off the board and be perfectly fine. He's exactly, at worst, he's going to put up the same statistics as the guy who took the fourth quarterback off the board. And possibly better. And Matthew Stafford, I feel like I stole him as the 10th quarterback off the board. I mean, I, I was ecstatic. So with the depth of my team. The margin having. of error between Tom Brady and Drew Brees. By the way, Drew Brees was the 10th quarterback finishing last year. was 50 points. Okay, that's the margin of error. If you can improve on, you know, what, four points, three points a game on your uh, running back versus having that quarterback, you're winning. Okay? And you, if you wait and wait and wait, here's what you have to understand. number Quarterback number eight in most formats was... Carson Wentz, then it went Ben Roethlisberger, then it went Drew Brees. Here's who's not even in the conversation. Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston. Those people are 11, 12, 13 available in drafts. Look out for those guys. Wait on your quarterback because if you're if you're picking them early, you're just making a mistake. It's as simple as that because the 13th quarterback is as close to the first quarterback as he needs to be. You're simply giving up quality at wide receiver and running yes. back by going with a run with a quarterback early. Please, please wait on your quarterback. Please. I, I, I'll give you my draft strategy. It's extremely simple. It is the most simple draft strategy ever. And it, it sadly, 
literally took me more than a decade to finally figure it out. Rule number one, do not draft your dynasty league, whether it's IDP or just offense, with all youth. It's a bad, bad move. Just because these are players you're going to keep for as long as you want doesn't mean you should draft nothing but upside and leave all these proven veterans behind. It's a silly way to draft. Drafting a dynasty league like you would draft a redraft league, to me, is the way to go. Why? Because you want to win now. Who wants to win later? Why would you try to plan to win in three years, to win in even two years, to win in four years? Why would you plan that? Why wouldn't you draft a team to win a championship this season? Why are you playing? Why why are you playing if you don't want to win this year? What, to me, that makes what absolutely. You, do is you end up with some busts. Exactly. And, le- and the quitters leave the league early. Exactly. And, and you overdraft young players. And the second part to my strategy, also extremely simple, when you're drafting, take care of your starters first and foremost. Don't draft your third running back before you've drafted your three starting wide receivers. Don't draft your second tight end before you've taken your third wide receiver. That that's I'm not going to say it's silly because some people have different strategies, but my strategy, this is a little lesser of a rule to me, but it's my strategy. I fill out my starting lineup. The, the, the most important thing to winning a fantasy league is your starters. It's not about your upside and your backups. It's not about your backups. It's about your starters. Your starters are the guys you're going to play more weeks than anyone else. So why not draft all of them first? I fill my I fill my starting lineup first and foremost. If if I have three wide receivers and one running back, I'm not drafting a fourth wide receiver. I'm taking a running back unless the value is just simply wrong. But if you do it right, the value will never be wrong. If you fill out your starting lineup the right way and kind of stagger them, take take a running back here, then a wide receiver, then take a running back, maybe take. Take a tight end, then a wide receiver, your quarterback. Like you can do it right if you just pay attention to drafting your starters, and that's all Stone Cold's got to say about that. And I will uh, a name I forgot out of that not in the top ten. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, would have also been in that group of people who didn't finish in the top ten last year. Right. So realize quarterbacks fourteen, fifteen deep, guys. There's a lot of value to be had there. That's the it, one place I might not fill a starter up before drafting a backup, but more than likely I'm grabbing my quarterback before I, I grab the first it backup. It cracks me up. Every year I see someone who takes Aaron Rodgers in the first or second round, and then they come back in like the seventh or eighth round, and they're like, man, I can't believe that Jameis Winston's still available. And then they pull the trigger on him. You know what they lost? A starter. They lost a starter. They lost a starter because they wanted Jameis Winston. Why? He's trade bait. Matt Ryan, he's trade bait. No one's going to trade with you because your team's terrible. You're hoping on somebody to have a injury at quarterback. Don't bank on injuries. I got to add, I was talking non-IDP when filling out, drafting all your starters first. I worry about my linebackers, but I, I don't draft my defensive end starters I, I, before I, I start taking skill, skill players. But, but yeah, like you said, um, what, yeah, it, why take – why even take Aaron Rodgers? Because you can fill out your skill position starters and land Matthew Stafford. It's almost Correct. a guaranteed. Going back to your draft a dynasty like a redraft, the perfect example is a player like Tom Brady. I know for a fact Jeremy Barker sitting to the left of me has passed on Tom Brady and upstart dynasties for the last six years based on the fact that he could retire. That's six years of elite quarterback 
play that you've you've missed out on. Not saying now Tom Brady's clearly at the end of his career now, but go ahead and draft a guy. Draft a guy that that is gonna help you win now. I can't echo that enough. That's yeah. a, a wonderful strategy in Dynasty. At worst, you're gonna get a Jared Goff as your backup, and guess what? You got youthful upside as your backup. You have your replacement for a Tom Brady right there. Just be smart. You know, be smart in your draft. If you're gonna go out and get a Tom Brady, an aging, an aging Larry Fitzgerald, you can roll the dice later on a younger guy with upside. They're gonna be guys littered in the late rounds with upside. Yep. So draft a Larry Fitzgerald. Do not be scared. Now, and I, and I gotta, I gotta say, yeah. if I didn't draft Tom Brady, I probably took Breezer Stafford. Yeah. Obviously, you, I mean, even both getting a little bit longer in the tooth as well. Now, when we're talking IDP, don't be afraid to be the first person to put a run on a position. Okay, whenever the wide receivers are getting thin, Luke Keekley is very valuable. C.J. Mosley, Deion Jones, they are very valuable. Landon Collins, very... They're going to outplay every wide receiver. Yes, Keanu Neal, they are exceptionally valuable. That puts you at an absolute advantage whenever you have a defensive player going against... I mean, you're looking at what? You know, I'm just throwing a name out here. Curtis Samuel as your number three receiver. Or I can take Keanu Neal as my number one safety. Don't so know if those take, guys will ever be close in ADP, but, but right. you never. I, get I mean, you get the the points there, though. You know, don't be the, afraid to make the, that run whenever everyone else is still focusing on offense, and you start seeing players that you don't like. Start going defense. You can win, and especially in an IDP league, obviously, yes. you you can win with those IDP players, those great, best linebackers and safeties. Great example. You, your pick comes up, and you have the choice of. Blake Martinez or Sammy Watkins, the choice is easy. It's Blake. Yeah. My strategy yeah, absolutely. In, in an IDP upstart is the top ten rounds fill out the top ten rounds fill out your starting roster between running backs, wide receivers, linebackers, and safeties. That gives you ten solid starters. And again, I'm letting the quarterback fall. I'm gonna end up with a decent quarterback. I if you can get a tight end, you target the tight end, but you can end up with a awesome, awesome running back core, a great wide receiving core, and an elite defense just by drafting starters in the top 10 rounds of those elite production position groups within an IDP startup league. Love it. Any so, other advice before we sign off for the 5,000 listeners? Well, I, I will throw Five, this maybe. out. I will 5, throw this out. 5,000 Twitter followers. You said, you know, um, Curtis Samuel is not going to be in the range, but just pulling up real quick on my fantasy league, pulling up who some of the IDP players are. Luke Keekley drafted after Devontae Parker, Isaiah Crowell, Ronald Jones, right ahead of Randall Cobb, Chris Carson, and Jameson Crowder. It's ridiculous. You got you you have an elite linebacker. The people drafting around around Telvin Smith are James White, Patrick Mahomes, and Adrian Peterson. Mahomes, I get. The other two I don't. C.J. Mosley, on average, has Stephen Gaskowski a point or a spot ahead of him. Oh, Wait, he's a kicker, what? right? That's... Yes, that is my point. Don't do it. You've got to address the high-scoring linebackers, the the elite, the best of the best. Now, I'm not saying go out and draft the 40th best safety. I'm saying the the top flight, those top four or five that are out there, 
address those guys as you know start the run i guess I'm, what i'm saying is start the run on that that position start the run can i i'm glad you brought up Guskowski. <laughs> i never draft a kicker i, I just either. gotta throw that uh, the last league I, I i drafted was a 10-man league at the end of it i didn't have a kicker i went with Cortland sutton why not show me a little bit more you never know i did the same thing at worst i can get rid of you and pick up my kicker but i'll take a Cortland sutton over the last few weeks the last few weeks of preseason just kind of see where he ends up on the depth chart heck he might i might be able to drop someone higher that i drafted a little bit higher than a Cortland sutton but there's tons of upside especially in this dynasty league that i drafted and let's also Great think strategy. about this you might be able to trade Cortland sutton for the best oh. the best kicker available oh i don't know if that would i don't know but i mean think, trade bait, think about that Sutton? you got trade bait you for a to... freaking kicker why not everyone will trade a kicker everybody will trade a kicker except that guy that took the kicker first yeah right. but i was thinking think more it... along the lines of like you trade Cortland sutton and something else for a top kicker and a yeah, I don't know, Danny Amendola. Well, but I but throw you that still name have to drop somebody is our point. Though. No, right. for, to to go back to that, you can add a Cortland Sutton with a Kenny, uh, or excuse me, a Kevin Hogan, something like that, kind of a mid- Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan, my bad, a, a mid-tier wide receiver who's definitely a starter, and say, hey, uh, I'll I'll package you. The guy that took the, the quarterback first who's like looking at his wide receiving core like, oh, God, what did I do? You could, you could pair him with a couple players. Yeah. And you give him depth with Cortland Sutton, you give him a starter with Chris Hogan, and you end up with an upgrade at wide receiver, an upgrade at a different position group. Like, there's tons of value of not of getting someone of a Cortland Sutton value, an Andrew Miller late, rather than a kicker. And it's, it's I, funny I, that you did that, because I did the same thing. I passed on team defense. I drafted Danny Amendola just to see if he really was going to be Miami's main guy. Why not? Yeah. Just to watch until and, the season starts. And I also, uh, to kind of cap this off, I love to go, this is my personal preference, I don't know about you guys, but I love to go with a slightly unknown versus a below average production guy. Like, if you're going to give me, you know, a below average production running back. Talking deeper leagues. Yeah, give deeper give leagues. me Carrion Johnson. I'll take Carrion Johnson over Bilal Powell every day. Yeah. Or, or Geronimo Allison over John Brown. Yeah. You know, get take take that possible upside instead of a guy that's over and over kind of let you down. Uh, if if you're gonna say one of the same teams, Alan Hearns or Michael Gallup, give me the upside of Michael Gallup all day every day. We know what Alan Hearns is. Mid tier receiver, mid tier. And on that note, start the run. I got to get in my trade canal. All right. Sign us off, baby. From the depths of your trade canal. From the deep, dark, smooth walls of my trade canal. <laughs> You're terrible. Bark signs off. Good night. Peace. Seriously, get my trade canal. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.